0: Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio.
1: Hello there and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I want to thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I am coming up on my five-year anniversary in March, and if you have not subscribed, please do, and I appreciate a rating and a review on itunes or whatever platform you listen to this podcast on the mission is changing consciousness one conversation at a time and that reflects my belief that in our co-creation of our lives we change and shape each other in either positive or negative ways which Whatever way you tend to view your life. And my intention is to add value to your life and receive value to mine. And in that vein, go to my website, nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans, Los Angeles Therapy, where you can check out my online class, which offers you 20 psycho spiritual tools for change, really practical steps and books and things that I use in my own life and offer you in three- to seven-minute videos, as well as purchasing my new book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. It is endorsed by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, and it's a really deep dive into your own vulnerabilities and areas that you might feel Uh, like you need to hide or edit from others. And instead, I'd like you to bring those parts of yourselves out to the light of day to look at with empathy and self-forgiveness and a lot of love. So go to nolatherapy.com, check out those offerings as well as scheduling sessions with me through Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, or phone and reach out to me that way as well. Okay, shifting to the segment of This show having to do with my guest, today we're with Brendan Watt. He is an internationally best-selling author, an international speaker with Access Consciousness. Access Consciousness is a global empowerment company. I've interviewed several practitioners and founders. It's a really wonderful paradigm, which offers viewing your life through a different lens Instead of through limitations, it's through the lens of what can I do and what magic might happen if, and I'm going to ask Brendan to go into some more details about that mind training and and like a reframe of everything, which I've really enjoyed learning about and practicing. So Brendan is also a podcast host of One Choice from Change, and today we're going to discuss things with him having to do with making resolutions and creating intentions that will really change your life and shape it into what you want. His website with more information is at brendanwatt.com, B-R-E-N-D-O-N-W-A-T-T.com. Brendan, welcome.
2: Thank you, Lisa. I love watching your cat there just scratching Thank you. itself. Just this kidding. is little
1: smells. She's just chilled out. Itchy. Yes.
2: I like how she's chilled out. It's good.
1: <laughs> how are you today?
2: I'm wonderful. How are you?
1: I'm doing really well. Cool. You know, so where do you want to start? your work is so varied from topics like you know, stop trying to change ourselves, if we want to reinvent our lives to your own personal story, how you've become who you are, what feels right for you today
2: Wow, well, good question. I mean it's I would say let's start with with what's going on in the world and the way that yeah. we've we've basically. We basically, well, what I did was I set my life up in a way and I started creating it in a way that I thought I could control. So I would go down this path of going, okay, if I can set it up like this, I have this controllable, predictable future. And even as my life changed from 10 years ago, I went from basically just hating myself. Like I literally hated myself to changing my life around I still kept creating this predictable future. Like I kept going, okay, so I've got this in the future. I've got this in the future. And then as the planet, as, as the world changed 12 months ago, basically 12 months ago, when we went into lock lockdown, I even went, wow, there goes my predictable future. Now what? And I think that's the thing that we need to do with, with reinventing ourselves is we with, New Year's has just passed and we do New Year's resolutions. So we go, okay, so my New Year's resolution is this, 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 and this. Uh, For how many of us do we do do that? And then we give up on it. And then we judge ourselves constantly for giving up on it. And then we wait again until we can change it rather than if we looked at our lives and went, okay, what would I like my life to be like? Like, what would I like the energy of it to be like?
1: Okay. that's.
2: That's that's really what I started looking at and and with that in mind, you can't you you really start getting a sense when you're going off track to what's true for you,
1: you know I like that looking at the energy of what do I want the energy of my life to be like? Can you say more about that?
2: Yeah, well, we say. For most of us, what we do is we go, okay, so what would I like in my future? I'd like this kind of house, i like this kind of car, I'd like this kind of money, I'd like this kind of relationship, I'd like this, 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 and this. But we, we define ourselves based on that rather than go, okay, so I'd like my future to be more spacious. And yeah. then in making those choices, like if you go, say with that as with, with with that as your reality, I'd like my future to be more of this expansive energy. I'd like to have more fun in my life. I'd like to meet new people. Now, with that, you can't really define any of it. So you start getting a sense of this energy. Then, when you go to choose all of those things that you would still like to have in your life, like the new house, you go, okay, does that match that energy of what, my, mm. what I'd like my future to be like? If it doesn't, then that's when we have to start looking at, okay, so do I do I actually know that this is already not what I desire to create?
1: Okay, so it's looking at things differently. It's almost like kind of zooming out versus being super specific. Would that be accurate?
2: Definitely accurate. Yep, definitely zooming out because when we do specific, we focus on that one thing and then that yeah. one thing is the only thing that shows up and we can ev- we uh, can never actually allow it to be greater than that. We we stop question. We basically stop question with the specifics of things. We go, okay, this is what I'm having. This is what I want. Nothing else show up greater than that because I can't control it.
1: Okay. And I yes, okay, I'm I'm feeling you. And I know in my in my, you know, overview of access consciousness, there are things like clearing statements to help us kind of reset our minds. Can you talk to us about that?
2: Well, we have basically with access consciousness it's about empowering you to know what you know so which was the thing that drew me to it 10 years ago i was i was like i was basically this guy who was down and out and i was like give me an answer give me an answer give me an answer because i don't have to deal with this you know and i came along to access and it was like okay what do you know and i was like uh what do you mean what do i know i don't know anything I'm wow. an idiot, you oh, know and it, yeah and and it was so empowering to me because i was I was so used to being the victim, I was going, well, so for me for me, I grew up poor, I grew up in an abusive family mm-hmm. d- different abusive families, I grew up with all of these different things in my life, let's just say my childhood was not fun. So what I did was in adolescence and then into into growing into an adult, what I did was I went, okay, so my life is I have no money because.
0: Mm.
2: You know, I am unhappy because I don't like my life because I can't create a relationship because so what I'd done and what I see a lot of us do is I'd created myself as a victim.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When we create ourselves as a victim what we what we cannot do is change so when I came along and I heard this and it was about empowering me, I went wow, so I could actually start changing this with some different choices, and I started making different choices and it took me out of the victimhood yeah. as if I was the the reaction to my childhood into okay, so what action can I take into my future? It was I completely shifted my my life, which I'm forever grateful for.
1: And then, how did you start with your speaking career and then being an author?
2: I think I fluked it. No, I'm <laughs> kidding.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? But
2: I I kind of do think I fluked it, but not really. But it's like, well, I started doing so. I started doing these access consciousness classes ten years ago. And I kept doing classes and then I started working with the company in like little parts doing audio and different parts with technology and stuff like that. And then one day I was sitting with the, the co-founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dayan here.
1: Yeah, I know them. And, the, yeah.
2: and they said, would you like to facilitate this class called the Choice of Possibilities? And this was three years ago. Okay. Four people in the world right now facilitate that class and two of them are the founders of Access Consciousness. So I was like, uh, yes, you know, thinking, why are they choosing me for this? Because I still think I'm an idiot.
0: Mm, you know, yeah. But
2: I but I also knew that I could do it. And when I said yes, it started opening up different things as well. And what I've learned in those three years with talking to people and facilitating, and is we have so many more capacities and we have so much more brilliance to us that nobody's ever acknowledged including us but we're the only ones that can acknowledge it and when somebody else who who really has no no need or no need or justification for why they're acknowledging you they just see the brilliance of you Mm. when somebody does that with you it's like it just it's so different and that's what I love about access consciousness is it's like hey, you're brilliant as you are. I get that you might not be seeing that right now, but there's things that you know that you are hiding under. Every single definition you have of yourself, every single judgment you have of yourself, every single thing that you've ever bought or been told about yourself, underneath that, there is such a beautiful thing called you. And that's what a lot of us never get to acknowledge about us.
1: You know, what I think that really is being on the path to our happiness, which you also yeah. talk about. How can we be more connected to that sense of ourselves as being good enough, as being worthy enough, especially living in life as a physical being, also a non-physical being? How can you help us like make it easier on ourselves?
2: Oh yeah, I would love to. And it's like, and I where we have to start with that is we have to get out of judgment of ourselves. Cause what we do is we go to this thing of like, am I good enough? So what I did that for basically my whole life. And you know, I don't know that many people who haven't, you know, yeah. we go, am I good enough? So the, the opposite side of the coin with that is, am I too bad? So we're in this constant state of judgment with ourselves. So getting to something where we see ourselves as having any worth is a practical impossibility. You cannot even seem to get there, but rather than that go, okay. So if I had no judgment of me. So one of the questions I ask myself is what's right about me. I'm not getting. Oh, I love that.
1: What's right about me that I'm not getting.
2: Yeah, and the next one is what's right about this I'm not getting. So if you do that with every single thing that you're in judgment with, Mm. rather than – see, because most of us, our our primary reactive state is what's wrong with me. Right. And what have I done wrong and what's wrong with this? If you go to, okay, so what's right about me I'm not getting and what's right about this I'm not getting, then you can start actually seeing the – The gifts in everything, even the things that you've decided are so terrible and wrong. See, what I started learning over the years was some of the things that I thought was so wrong about me were the strongest things about me.
1: Yes. And And that's what what
2: I see in a lot of us too, but we just don't acknowledge it.
1: And what about Brendan then communicating this to others when it involves another person or, group of people viewing things differently, like what's right about this, and then maybe wanting to to make uh, amends or just kind of communicate differently and better? How can we do that?
2: Well, I would say to make amends is go, you know what, I have realized that I've said things or done things that haven't been kind, and I've actually just realized right now that I'd like to make a different choice in my life and be kind, so I apologize for that. Like if we had more people on the planet right now that were, that we're looking at it from that place and going, you know what? I don't have to be right with this person. Most of us, what we're looking at is, you know what? I need to be right. I need to get my point of view across. I need to be right, which makes you wrong, which makes us in this constant fight with each other rather than, you know what? I'm sorry. I didn't see it the way that you see it. How is this for you?
1: Yeah, how is this for you? I love that. Yeah. You also talk about, am I doing this because it's right? Or am I doing this because I don't want to be wrong? And that took me yeah. a bit to kind of think about. Can you share with us more about that?
0: Yeah,
2: well, if you're doing it because it's right, usually, well, basically always, you're doing it because you don't want to be wrong. So the way judgment works is it's it's you're either side of the coin you either want to be right or you want to be wrong, but whenever you need to be right or you're trying not to be wrong, you cannot be free. You cannot actually have freedom with your life and freedom with choice. And it's, it, it, it really is such a trap for us. And I'd love to say that there's just this magical way out of it, but I've learned over the years and years and years and years, but, that it is a different choice that you have to make. You've got to be willing to get out of judgment and go, okay, so today, today I'm going to do my best to not judge me. Mm, I like that. One of the examples I use in classes that I do is, see, the other thing with judgment is when we look at it from a pragmatic area, it does not work. It does not create anything. When I say that, most people would go, Ooh, you're right, but I don't want to look at that. Now, if I gave the example of, okay, so if you looked in the mirror and went, okay, I'm getting old and ugly. Hmm. Do you get younger and more beautiful? No. You don't, so it doesn't work. But we You start keep... to see
1: more flaws, in fact.
2: And that exactly perfectly said, because that's the thing that we do, is when you see more flaws, you create more flaws. Right,
1: right, Absolutely.
2: So with the rightness, what we do is to create more rightness, we see the flaws in others so that we can make ourselves more right, which actually decays our life. It does. To see ourselves as wrong, we have to see ourselves as more wrong, which actually decays our life rather than, okay, this is what I see right now. How does it get any better than this?
1: I like that. How does it get any better than this?
2: I wonder what would be possible right now if I didn't see this through judgment.
1: You know, that actually, I was just thinking as you were talking how to deal with, say, if you were an optimistic person, a kind person, seeing the, the silver linings and the bright side as much as possible, then dealing with other people who might be coming from a different paradigm. Would it be to use some of these statements like, maybe you can help there? Like if you're in alignment, how to deal with others who are not.
2: Well, I wouldn't try and deal with others who are not, because that's another thing that creates conflict.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
2: You know, because what we do and see, I did this too, was it's like I'd start getting to freedom in my life and I'd go, okay, so how do I get this person to freedom in theirs? But they weren't at a point where they desired to get to it. Mm. So the thing that we do with this is allowance. If we're in total allowance of somebody for where they're at right now, like let's say you have somebody in your family and you've just gotten to this thing where you go, okay, so from today forward, I'm not doing judgment and you start seeing your life shift and turn around. You start liking yourself more. You start getting more space in your world. You start seeing things from a different place.
1: Yeah. And
2: then you have somebody in your life who you really truly care about who's Mm -hmm. still doing the judgment and you try and get them out of it, they're going to resist and react to you. If you do, okay. So interesting point of view, I have the point of view that they need to stop judging themselves and start. If you, if you say that and ask for that, then you get out of the place where they need to change, which is the allowance that allows them to see the way that you've changed and see that they may desire to actually choose something different.
1: Like living and leading by example.
2: That, well, pretty much, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And people noticing the positive changes in your emotions and your life and the way you carry yourself. Is that where you're going with this, Brendan?
2: Pretty much, yeah. I mean, when I first started doing access, I I did a thing called the access bars. yeah. And I did that for. I was I was actually share I was sharing a bedroom with my four year old son, in my mother's house at the time, and I was I was basically rock bottom. Okay. So I found this thing. I found this ad in the paper called, and it said, "All of life comes to me with ease, joy, and glory." Call Mel, and it had this girl's phone number, and I was like, "What is this?" I called this girl and she said, "Okay, so we do this thing called the Access Consciousness Bars. And worst case is it feels like you've had a best mass, a, a good massage. Best case is it feels like your whole life has changed." And I went, wow. "Okay, good. I'm trying that." And yeah. I went and saw this girl, and my whole life did change. It just, it was. She opened up this space in my world from this process called the Access Consciousness Bars that I was just blown away with. So mm-hmm. I kept doing it. Three weeks later, my mother looked at me one day when I was in the house and she went, what are you doing? And I went, oh, I found this thing called the access bars. And she went, how do I find it? Wow. And when I, when I talked to her about it later, because she was, she was see, the, other, the thing that we do is we don't notice we're changing.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, you know we see ourselves every day. We are with ourselves every day, so we don't yes. notice we're changing. And when she said that, she was like, "You are a completely different person." And I was like, "Okay." So that must have that, felt so good. Well, that was the allowance that allowed her to choose something different for her life as well. It was. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was. Brenda, let's go to a a commercial break and then come back and continue our discussion.
2: Okay. Cool. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. So I want to offer you a technique for weight loss and food cravings by a practitioner who's been featured in places like Psychology Today, Shape, Women's Health, and Fitness magazines. Brittany Watkins' system is based upon EFT tapping, which interrupts the encoding of memory in your brain. And reprograms your brain and body so that food cravings to things like sugar, chips, alcohol, junk food, ice cream, etc, cease to exist, and this puts you in control of your health and of your weight. Brittany is offering you her EFT tapping program that you can do on yourself. She guides you through in under seven minutes and Giving you 550% off as my listener. Go to Brittany Watkins.com, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, Watkins, W A T K I N S dot and use code therapy50 to take half off her program. I worked with her on a food craving, and miraculously, the bag of food was able to sit in my pantry for weeks without me eating three quarters to the whole bag. So I was really surprised by this. She helps us connect with the emotional reasons that we eat. And through EFT tapping, which is something that you can Google, it's, it's so prevalent in the psychotherapy community. It helps reprogram your brain to have a different relationship to foods and alcohol and such that you would crave. So I personally recommend her. Go to BrittanyWatkins.com therapy 50 as your code and she's helped over a hundred thousand people change their relationship to food. So I have a new sponsor that I'm a, uh, I'm so psyched to tell you about. If you're struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, I know addiction is up during the pandemic over the last 11 months. Now is the time to take action and get professional help. Recovery Centers of America is working with me and my podcast. Simply call 800-905-6675 today. You're worthy of recovery. You're worthy of feeling better and untrapping yourself from that cycle of addiction and judgment and shame. Recovery Centers of America take most insurance is and they're affordable. They'll work with you and they do virtual sessions as well as inpatient treatment around the country. Again, call Recovery Centers of America and take action. 800-905-6675. That's 800-905-6675. My long-term sponsor has been BetterHelp.com. I used to be a therapist for them. They're an online platform that's HIPAA compliant. They have counselors across all the states. You can connect with someone in under 24 hours and request a new counselor if they don't feel like they're a good fit for you. They deal with issues like grief, depression, anxiety, LGBT, relationships, family, and it's affordable. It's super affordable compared to some other therapists, and Take 10% off your first month to try them out by going to betterhelp.com forward slash A-T-T, betterhelp.com forward slash A-T-T for all things therapy. Okay, Brendan, welcome back.
2: Thank you. I'm here.
1: I know you're here. We both are. So that was helpful. What you just shared, giving your personal story about with your mom, you being at a place where you were felt like you're at a rock bottom and by running the bars and changing your own thoughts and mind that your mom wanted to know what you're doing. So, and here you are, you're in a totally different place. Can you share with us what's happened for you in the last years?
2: Yeah. So let me let me backtrack before that because the part I missed before I found that ad in the paper was when I was I was at rock bottom. I just I didn't like myself anymore. Like I'd wake up every day and just be just be unhappy, depressed. I did not want to be around, and I'd wake up next to this four year old kid, my son.
0: And he- in Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We're proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live, Moigua. he would be
2: like, Dad, what are we doing today? And I'd be like, "Wow, can I put the pillow back over my head? I don't want to deal with this. And one day I just went, you know what? My life needs to change now. And that demand that I made of myself was, it was the next day that I found that ad in the paper mm. and my life started changing since. And, and what I realized was, was me being the victim was only allowing me to keep perpetrating that victimhood into my future i didn't look at okay so where what choices have i made to create my life and when i realized that my choices were creating my life i started making different choices and it wasn't necessarily comfortable to look at because you've got to actually look at it and go okay so i'm actually driving this car called my life now if i want to steer it in a different direction rather than down a cliff yeah I'm gonna need to change the direction of my choices and when I did that my life started turning around so it has over the years and it's it's the more choices that I've made the more choices have presented themselves which is the way that choices work once you make a choice you can go okay so what did that create okay, that choice, I just chose to do this, that created this. Okay, now what would I like to create from that? And my life started just moving forward based on that. And I realized every time it stopped was when I wasn't choosing enough for me.
1: You know, Brendan, I'm, I'm noticing your word choice of choices coming up over and over. What kind mm-hmm. of choices are you speaking about specifically?
2: Well, basically the ones that we make in everyday life is we don't really look at, okay, so I have infinite choice in every moment. What we look at is, okay, so how do I get the right choice? How do I get the right choice right now? Which, When we do that, we eliminate pretty much all of our choices because we're, we're looking at it from this place of, okay, so what's the right choice? Well, it's not the wrong choice, not, okay, what would I truly desire to choose right now if I could choose anything? And that is, it's really uncomfortable for people to look at, but Mm -hmm. it's what we have available that we just don't choose.
1: So it's choice both in our thought, the direction of our thought and our thinking patterns, as well as like practical things, like how I might spend my day, what time I might wake up, right? It entails all of that, I'm thinking. Yeah.
2: Well, if you're, well, if you're choosing to wake up in the morning and, and you're choosing, okay, so today I'm choosing, I have a money problem. I don't like my life. My relationship is not working. These are all choices. These are all choices to go down that path. So what that choice does is it allows the universe to go? Okay, so let me give you more of that. The universe right, will right. always give you more of what you are choosing. Mm-hmm. Always, it's the law of it. It's the way it works. Yeah. Don't ask me exactly how it makes how it works like that. I could probably explain it, but not on this show. Yeah, but it's like, but it's the way that our lives work, and we all know it because when we're having a crappy day and we go, "I'm having a crappy day," our lives keep going on crappy day. You know, so it's about changing your choice and go, okay, so this is what's showing up right now. What's a different choice I could make?
1: Absolutely. And for me, it's been as simple as giving others the benefit of the doubt. When something comes up, there might be some kind of, not even necessary conflict, but just, uh, and this tends to happen more like in my family than, than with others. I, I've been learning to step back and I'm, in my mind, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and I start to feel better having that thought rather than running down the track of how I might want to inform well, them or correct them.
2: Can I, or, can yeah. I just, can I say something on that? Please. Yeah. Well, That's, that's where you step back from trying to be right.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. And see, that's the allowance part. So that step, that stepping back and looking from a different angle, that's actual allowance where you're going, okay, look, it's, I care about you. You're going down this path right now. You're doing this to yourself. Okay, so I'm here for you if you need me. That is the thing that allows people to change the most.
1: I love that. That's, it really does.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing that's going to allow our planet to change the most is is going, okay, look, there's a different possibility available. I'm here. Would you like to choose it? Because when, when somebody for me is around me like that, I'm like, oh, okay, there's something else possible. Now I know I can choose something else possible. If I'm having a hard day and I'm cranky or doing whatever and somebody says, yeah, let's talk about how cranky you are. Let's tell me about it. Let me align and agree with it. You want to stay cranky, right? Yeah. But if you do that to somebody and you're like, I'm having a hard day and I, let me tell you how cranky I, I am and they go, okay, so what choices are you making to create that? instantaneously, you go into a different choice because you see that there is something else available.
1: Yes. And I think it helps to have people that you can talk to like this. Have you found that as well to really support each other and creating new outcomes?
2: Well, I'm fortunate enough to have friends in my life that will not align and agree with me when I act pathetic.
1: That's awesome. So
2: yeah, it's wonderful, but it's like, but, but, What I would suggest for people is find those people in your life, whoever that is, and it might not even be someone that you talk to. You know, it could be somebody that you be around that has a certain energy that when you're around that energy, you go, oh, okay, there is actually more joy available. There is more possibilities available. I don't have to suffer. Yes. What I've decided I need to suffer.
1: And you know, Brendan, I know you help people a lot with with the new year, with the resolutions, with. And here we are; we're just in February. What can you offer us? You know, it's at the beginning of this new year to create like a year that we really want, regardless of what's going on collectively. Can you help us with with that?
2: Yeah. Well, I would say for most people listening right now that set New Year's resolutions, you're you're already struggling with them. So, I would say. Would you be willing to give up all your new year's resolutions now and look at them more as this place of, okay, so I would really like to have this in my future. What choices can I make today that would allow this to show up in the future right away?
1: Mm. Can you say that one more time? I love that.
2: Yeah. What choices can I make today that would allow this to show up in the future right away? And start looking at like see, because the thing that I did with New Year's resolutions was I'd go, okay, this is my New Year's resolution. I'm gonna make this much money this year. And what I thought at the time was I would make that New Year's resolution, and that was enough. I wouldn't have to do anything. Ah, right. I've already made the resolution. Come on, universe, where are you? What's happening? Right. I didn't realize that there is there is steps to creation. The four steps to creation are question. Choice, possibility, and contribution. And the way it works is, first of all, you've got to start with the question, which is, okay, so what do I truly desire to create as my future? That could be a question. Okay. Now, what choices would I have to make today that would allow this to show up in my future right away? With that is once you ask that question and once you've made that choice, see, the thing with choice is it's a yes to your question. What most of us think what the choice is, is we think choice is an action that we take, that we go, okay, so choice means, okay, I'm choosing to go and do this. No, you're choosing every single time you say yes to something. Yeah. You've made a choice to it. So every time every single time you say to yourself, okay, would I like to have this in my life, and you think or say yes, you've made a choice. Absolutely. You've created that in your future.
1: It's an inner, it's an inner stance, it's an inner positioning of oneself.
2: Well, it's a excuse me. It's a it's a creative element in the universe based on your willingness to say yes as soon as we say yes to anything the universe goes okay so you would like to have this how do i bring this into existence with you yes the next part with the possibilities though is you have to be willing to excuse me you have to be willing to get out of your own way Mm -hmm. to a certain degree To see where, excuse me. It's okay. Itchy throat.
1: Yeah, do what you need to, to take care of yourself.
2: You need to be willing to get out of your own way to the degree to see where the doors open in the universe to go, okay, now you've made that choice. Okay, go here or go there. With that is the contribution. Where the universe goes, "Oh, okay, now will you receive this?" Now it sounds like a it sounds like kind of an in-depth conversation to put into this part, but what I've found with most people is when you when you say those four points, most people get it on the degree that they get it based on we all know. We all know something we've all known in our lives and we've all had moments in our lives where we've asked a question, we've known something, we've made a choice and it's shown up for us as if by magic.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I've done it. I, even before I found access, I'd done it so many times that when I heard this, I went, Oh my God, that makes total sense. You know, cause yeah. I've been trying to figure out, well, but all, there were so many times in my life where it was so easy, and everything would show up so easy. But there were so many times in my life where it was not easy. The times in my life where it was not easy were the times in my life where I wasn't choosing what was true for me. And that's what we do with New Year's resolutions. For a lot of us, is we'll have some of us, some of them, that are true for us. But we'll have a lot of them that we've decided we should have in our lives that we don't actually desire. Right. When when you ask for something in your life you don't desire, you will destroy it before you even create it.
1: And then feel, and then judge yourself.
2: Yeah. And then, yeah. And then judge yourself, and then you'll destroy everything else you're created, creating that you do desire based on that judgment.
1: Yeah. I really think starting going back to the beginning, the, I, I even wrote down the statement today, I'm not going, I'm not. I'm not judging. I'm not doing judgment anymore. Like I feel like that's a really wonderful thing to a constant reminder throughout the day. Nope. Because I think it happens in so many nuanced ways in our own minds and in our own thinking.
2: Yeah. It exactly. It is so in such a nuanced way. And it it's so insidious in the way that your energy moves like Mm -hmm. it's it's like most of us don't even see that we're judging because we'll go we'll see positive judgment as an awareness but we'll see negative judgment as a judgment but it's oftentimes the positive judgments that stick us the most.
1: Can you give an example of
2: that? Yeah well if you've got a positive judgment of well this is this is where I'm getting my life right. Like so for me my positive judgment was i know how to create this relationship and this relationship is the thing that's going to be what's going to create my life within that that didn't allow me to see where I, where that judgment was actually stifling the way that i could see beyond it so we'll 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 use our posit we'll, we use it as like a scale we'll use our positive judgments as the furthest we can go Okay. We use our negative judgments as the lowest we can go. But within that, we will oftentimes switch it around and we will go towards our, our our negative judgments so that we don't actually have to go beyond what we've decided is right about us. We do this thing between right and wrong. Okay. Right, then. okay. What would it be like if I didn't actually judge myself? And if this was just a scale. Yeah. And I took it away right now. I took it out of the picture. Mm-hmm. And I still yeah. chose within those two points, but without the judgment. What awareness would I get of what was beyond both sides of those points? See, because what we see is there's greater beyond right, but yeah. there's less beyond wrong. What if there was greater beyond wrong and greater beyond right?
1: Okay. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I'm having a little bit of a hard time.
2: (laughs) That's going to, you are not going to be the only one with that one, but that was the point of that was to confuse people to the point where you see that, see, what we, with, without the positive and negative, then you have no direction. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You only have choice. You cannot say, okay, so. Beyond the greatest thing I've ever decided is the most right thing about me is going to be greater. And beyond the most wrong thing I've ever decided is wrong about me is going to be wronger. Because without the judgment, what if the thing beyond wrong was greater?
1: Yeah. So it's getting out of these polarities of of right and wrong, I think, at the core.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
1: And like you yep. said, into choice, just choice. And I think choosing what what will feel good, what will feel bring us happiness, which I think is such a measuring stick that, that we're not used to using in our culture. And I like yep. the measuring stick of happiness.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot of people don't see happiness as a choice.
0: Mm, you know, right. we look
2: we look for, okay, so what's the source for happiness? How do we get to happiness? And I did that too. Rather than okay, so I could choose happiness, you know, I used to look for well, once I get a certain amount of money in the bank, I remember when when I think I just started doing access and and I was looking at okay, so if I got ten thousand dollars in the bank, I would be happy like I'd finally feel like yeah. I had money, I'd be happy. I remember the day I got ten thousand dollars in the bank, and I went mm, nothing had changed right, not one thing on a on an energetic level, happiness-wise, had changed
1: for me. Mm. Yeah, it's such a good point.
2: Yeah, and we do that with a lot of the areas in our life. Once I get the perfect relationship, I'll be happy. Then we get it, we try and make it perfect, and then we're, we're less happy.
1: Because we're our constant with what's in between our own two ears.
2: Well, yeah, and our choices—the choices that we make—are the source for the creation of our lives, not anything outside of us.
1: Absolutely, Brendan. What's what's next for you? I really appreciate you taking your time today. What? so welcome. Know?
2: Yeah. Uh, what's next for me is uh, we're doing a lot of online stuff now. Um, I saw that. I mean, I have telecalls and stuff coming up. We—I'm working on a new book, a new relationship book. Awesome. Um, working on different things, but basically uh, growing access consciousness around the world and getting people to get, just getting these tools to people so that they know that they're not alone.
1: Absolutely, you know, it's so important it's, to know we're not alone.
2: You're not alone. Please know that, and we have. Please check out accessconsciousness.com and. We have so much stuff on there. You are not alone. It doesn't matter what it is you'd like to know about. We have something on there for you. We just, we have a desire to create more consciousness on the planet. And that's that's what I think would be wonderful right now.
1: It's awesome. And will yeah. you please tell Gary and Dane and Lisa, I said, hello, they were awesome. To meet. I will. As are you. I
2: will actually be seeing Gary and Dane in about another hour. Oh, good. Um, give we'll him, him my
1: give him my best.
2: I will, Lisa.
1: Thank you so much for being with Thank us today, you. Brendan. Yeah, Thank big you. love. Thank you to you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. That concludes my show today with Brendan Watt. Learn more about what he's offering at BrendanWatt.com. And all my love to you, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only